Ah, good evening. Welcome to Jim and Winston and Seize the Day. This is our Sweet 16 episode. Yes, Sweet 16 there, Jim. And a happy belated birthday to you as well. Oh, thank you, Winston. Thank you. Yeah, I hope you had a good weekend. Uh, we're bringing back some cool stuff for the listeners here. And we, again, have found a common ground space to talk again. And our dedication is quite remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> So, hey, Jim, let's talk about some cool stuff. We were just talking a little bit before we started this podcast about some topics, as we always do. And you had some neat stuff that came across from Super Soul Sunday. Tell us about that. Yeah, we, you know, you, you just kind of stumble into this stuff at times and it, it and how it applies to your life or maybe you don't stumble into it. It's actually a bit more of a grand design, but it's your responsibility to pay attention. You know, I don't know. Take, take your pick on how those things come about. But uh you know, my wife and I have been talking a lot lately about, um, you know, uh, moving to uh, a more time, less work type of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we saw this lady on, uh, her name was Lynn Twist, and, and she talked about the chase and when is enough enough and how much more do we need? And, um, you know, through that whole thing, you know, you, you can you can still go out and, and earn some money, but you know, do you have to deal with, do it on the day to day grind that wears you out and all that sort of stuff. Right. And, and maybe you don't need as much as you think you do. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, often we, we set invisible goals for ourselves and without really thinking about the full ramifications of getting those goals, because, um, let's say you set a goal and say, okay, I want to be able to run a four minute mile. And then you set that goal without taking in consideration all the other factors in your life. You may achieve your goal, but you might have a bummed out knee and probably um, missing friends. <laughs> Maybe it would cost you your whole relationship in the pursuit of that excellence. And uh, I'm sure McDonald's wouldn't be too happy with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, no slam against them or anything. I'm just saying, hey, it's great fast food. But I mean, yeah. it doesn't make you a faster runner necessarily. No, okay. and you know, one of the one of the perspective shifts that uh, she presented was, uh, you know, we we have the 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 trait of looking at our day at the end of the day and saying, oh, I didn't get this done, I didn't get that done, you know, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at it from what you did get done and saying, hey, I got that done, and I got that done, and I got that done. Mm-hmm. Which, Maybe the next day is a, is a little bit easier to deal with because you look at things from a different perspective. Yeah, sure. I mean, it is about the lens, isn't it? Uh, it's not all about the chase because it's very easy to, um, you know, set your goals. It's something that's very difficult to chase. And, and maybe it's it's a lifelong dream that you've had on your bucket list. But, you know, there is a point where when is enough enough? And I think it's different for each person, of course. Some people just want to have the philosophy that, you know, who ends up with the most toys wins. But in the end of the day, you know, we come into the world naked and we leave naked. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it doesn't leave too much room for possessions at all, you know? Yeah, and that, that really, really goes towards the uh, the short film that was at the end of this this episode. And it was, or actually, that might have been the week before the short film. Uh-huh. But it was, I, I forget the gentleman's name who did it. He was a spoken word artist and and it was called something, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was uh, everybody dies, but how many people live? So, you know, he's talking about going out there and if you have passion for something or there's something you want to do, don't kind of do it. And, and, you know, a few days before seeing this short film, 
I was getting out of my work truck and there was this kid walking home from school, might have been 10, 11 tops. And he says to me in a really, you know, uh, interested way, wow, are you a musician? And I said to him, well, kind of, I guess. <laughs> so, so anyway, in the short film on the, on the Sunday morning, um, the guy talks about, well, do you kind of want to do something or do you want to do it? Because if you just kind of want to do it, you're not living. You've got to do it, right? So that made me look at, at my effort level with the guitar and, and what we, one of the things we discussed last week, which was the 5 and 25 rule. So I have lots and lots of songs on my list, but I narrowed it down to five that I would work on when I practice. I can play any song when it's not practice time, but to concentrate on those five and practice time. And lo and behold, you know, in 10 days, uh, they've come a long way. So, you know, it, it worked really well. Wow, good for you, Jim. That's pretty inspiring. I mean, uh, you know, on that same vein, I think we all try to tackle a lot of projects, uh, you know, bits and pieces of each, but then it's very difficult to get them done that way. So what you're basically saying is by, by focusing and narrowing, narrowing down to the 5 and 25 rule of, you know, the, the five most important things, right? Um, even within the song uh, genre there, that, that led you to more success than just doing bits and pieces of everything else, right? Yeah, it, it's, it's just a, you know, an application of that uh, rule into a very small, I don't know if you want to call it insignificant or a minor aspect of life, but, you know, it, it certainly paid some dividends. Yeah, more of a specific thing. I, I wouldn't consider anything that that we we love and we spend time on minor because if it adds to our joy in our life, then it has all the applicability right there, you know? Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just it just you know in, in the grand scheme of the world, mm. my That's skill true. as a musician is is <laughs> <laughs> not going to change a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, at least you've got a hobby that you enjoy, and that's the key thing, right? Yeah, you bet. Yeah, you know, it adds some flavor flavor to things. You know, um, I would take from that like an example. Um, my daughter just started doing some acting, and she was in a a short film as an extra, and then she got this role yesterday. Um, in a commercial and uh, not a huge scene, but in there. And it was just, uh, you know, opening herself up to trying something new and meeting new people that really kind of led to some, you know, um, unexpected joy in her life, just like meeting new people and trying new things. I mean, it just, it's neat to see uh, a younger person um, grow like that. And then it starts to kind of motivate you and maybe inspire you to keep, keep that youth and yourself alive sometimes, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> kind of like a childlike wonder, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I, I, I work with some older folks in uh, in my job, you know, guys still driving truck and running excavators and doing stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of forced into doing their paperwork at times. And, and you know, I, I tell them all, you know, my dad's older than both you guys, or all you guys. He's 85 and he spends lots of time on a computer. He learned how to, you know, He's learned how to use a computer. It doesn't mean you guys can't. You know, it kind of falls on deaf ears, but <laughs> I, I got to let him know that just because you're you're up there doesn't mean you quit learning. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I think the minute you get old is the minute that you stop trying new things and, um, uh, and you know, challenging yourself a bit to, to you know, believing, believing, like being old and believing that you're old are two different things. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. It's, it's how you see things that makes a difference. It's your perspective. Because are you old to, if you're 80 years old, are you old to a 117-year-old guy? 
Not probably. I mean, if you're if you're 12 years old, you think 30 is old, right? It's all a matter of perspective. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. You know, so I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling a little of the like I haven't noticed that much in the aging process other than you know a little bit more. Uh, you know what it is? It's a certain maturity to realize that you don't have to accomplish everything in one day. You know, it's not the lack of inspiration or lack of dedication, but it's the amount of pacing. At what cost will it cost me, in order to achieve this goal, and at what benefit? You know, you start to evaluate it differently. Yeah, and to add to that. Sometimes you got to step away from the goal, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's for a day or, you know, a weekend or whatever. Yeah. There's a certain point of diminishing return. Yeah, I agree. With hours of work, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, if you're if you're pulling 12-hour days for, you know, 12 days in a row, if if you're thinking you're you're going to be extraordinarily um, productive on the 13th day, you're probably highly mistaken <laughs> yeah yeah no i agree your uh, your chances your probability of being um very productive after that is is limited because you know the body gets tired right yeah and and, and sometimes it, you know it it just takes something different to liven it up and honestly sometimes when you step away from something and you can get it out of your mind for a day or two and come back to it or even just overnight mm -hmm. right whatever that meditation or or escape might be mm -hmm. right? it, it, i think it brings you back to where you were with a fresher perspective and and maybe a you know a little bit more in tune to what's needed because sometimes you get drilled so down so deep down into things right you can't always see what's happening yeah no i agree and that brings us to the next topic about purpose I mean, I think a lot of our um, our talks, the last 15, 16 talks here, have all centered around like seizing the day and, and finding something that you're passionate about and, and going after that. And I think a lot of people, including ourselves, are always seeking a, a greater purpose to what we do. And, you know, even when we're doing this podcast, it may lead to a book that we write together someday just to demonstrate how it grows, grows friendships and inspires deep thought. And um, I mean, everybody likes to have a bit of purpose. To, to feel that they have a, a play in a bigger part of uh, the world other than just themselves, I think. Um, otherwise, we feel a little bit alone. And I think I don't think human beings were meant to be alone, really. I mean, it's more of a community-based environment. And we do individual um, uh, experiences and we do individual uh, achievements, but I think ultimately, collectively, coming together is what makes people happy. Yeah, I for sure, um, you know, there's there's a time for solitude and there's a time for uh, community, right? Yeah, and, and you know, it could be as simple as your community, your immediate community doesn't have to be like 100 people. We're talking about just yourself and your wife, for example, right? I mean, that yeah. itself is a, like a couple community in a sense, right? Yeah. It, you know, it could be yourself and a dog. I mean, it, that's the, that's the, the uh, you know, kind of like the, the pet owner relationship and the community can be as big or as small it could be your even if you're limited in that capacity it's between yourself and your mind but on the greater whole of things um i think we all seek a level of um deeper thought and purpose so that our day-to-day -day is less mundane but also so that we feel that we're making a difference in some way oh 
for sure. Like, uh, purpose, you know, I, I've worked in lots of different places and Mm -hmm. seeing people that, that maybe lose their purpose on why they're doing that, you Mm -hmm. know, and sometimes if it's not a, a great job that has, you know, huge personal redemption to it. I mean, (laughs) you can find the purpose in that's allowing you to be a provider for your family, you know, financially and, and through things like benefit packages and, and stuff like that. So, you know, there, there is a deeper uh, reward in, in just working. Right. You know, it's fulfilling roles and, and, and things like that, that, you know, sometimes that, that can get lost in, you know, places like a pulp mill or a sawmill or, or, you know, even in, you know, um, a bureaucrat's job in a government, mm-hmm. the, the machine's so big that sometimes you feel pretty insignificant in it. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, a lot of stuff has been happening the last little while with the world, um, you know, potential world wars and, saber rattling and threats and stuff like that but you know staying true to the bigger purpose i wish people would take a rewatch of the movie uh the day after you know um not the day after tomorrow the hollywood one but the day after that was on tv and abc if you google it through um youtube you'll see it was that post-apocalyptic kind of uh, view about what would happen if um the u.s or canada or, or russia or whatever went to war right and then had a nuclear bomb attack right yeah and uh there was another movie called threads and um, that was even more dramatic one that was done by the BBC in association with other people. And it was so um, well done that they end up banning it or taking it off the air for mainstream because it scared too many people, right? But you, you can still find that somewhere online. I think Vimeo has it. But um, but it was I remember watching both of these movies, and I, I rewatched them recently just to sort of get a feel of it. And it's like it's kind of scary to see how easily humankind forgets about um, the impact of war because we've been out of one for so long, like that hasn't affected the North American culture, right? Yes, it's so easy to talk about being in war when it's way over in Afghanistan or Iraq because you don't see it in the home front, right? But if a nuclear bomb gets uh, launched and it hits home base, it's definitely going to make a different different impact than just like a, a bad winter storm here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so it's revamped all the the fears that people have had back in the old days when there's there's a Cuban missile crisis and stuff like that. And you know, hopefully the the leaders will kind of take a look at this and not forget like the impact it has on a long term basis. We're not just talking about individual countries; we're talking the human species now, right? Yeah. You know, it, like if if we had an all out nu- thermonuclear war, there wouldn't be a, humankind would not recover the same way. Like I think there was a saying; it was either Einstein or somebody that said that. Um, they don't know exactly how the Third World War would be fought, and this was said after the Second World War, but they definitely know how the Fourth World War would be fought, which would be like with sticks and knives because there would be nothing left. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so nice having all these, you know, fancy AWOCs, planes, and and like tanks and everything, but there wouldn't be much there, you know, um, if we destroyed everything, you know? (laughs) Yeah, have you ever read any Kurt Vonnegut? Yeah, yeah, I have actually. Yeah, Welcome to the Monkey House. He has a short story in there called The Report on the Barnhouse Effect. Oh, really? 
if you ever recall that. It's, it's kind of interesting. And, you know, Kurt Vonnegut had a, a lot of, you know, kind of Cold War uh, themes within things he wrote. Right. But this was a, you know, a, a telekinesis story where a, a guy, Barnhouse, could sit there and concentrate very hard and make the guns on a ship droop and really? things like that, right? So wow. <laughs> it was pretty interesting. You know, so kind of, you know, people are coming to the conclusion or the, the military had them because if they could figure out how to harness that and teach it, they wouldn't need the guns on a ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> That's something. Hey, uh, Jim, you know, on the same theme about stuff, you know, we we're talking about um, purpose and sometimes our purpose comes from, um, you know, detangling our complex lives. I think about getting a, you know, a box full of cables, you know, like computer cables or whatever cables. Anybody who's had a box like HDMI, TV cables or or uh, USB cables knows what I'm talking about. It takes forever to untangle things. And it's not until you simplify it that you take that big, big uh, deep sigh that says, ah, you can take that breath and say, hey, and finally it's organized, right? <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> you know, it doesn't get any simpler when you stream things, right? Because yeah. now you've got to you got to figure out how to load your music from your computer onto a tablet that you stream onto your your Bluetooth through your Bluetooth onto your you know Bose or whatever it is, right? So it, it, it's a different type of detangling, but it's still there. <laughs> yeah, I know, and and you know, I find that uh, simplification is is um, it's decluttering of the mind, you know, and it. I I found myself in the in the process of writing. Um, some text for a book and I realized that man you know what slows me down the most is when I think about the whole process and everything involved in it but you lose track of the fact that in the end you're just trying to you know uh, transfer information to one human being to another and have meaning and also have something impactful but truthful at the same time right yeah I sometimes when I sit down to write I don't really try to worry about where it takes me right I just let it go. Doesn't happen every time, right? But just let it go, and what comes out comes out. And you know, a friend of mine always taught me this this saying or quote. I don't know what the origin of it is. He says, "You don't have to get it right, but you do have to get it going." <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I mean, uh, you know, a rolling stone gathers no moss. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's the key. You have to, yeah. Like I think I was talking to my daughter about this. Like you know. It seems ironic that best luck comes to those who do the most, most of the time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard an interview with Theron Fleury, of all people. Oh, yeah? And he's embarked on a bit of a, some country music efforts and stuff, and he wasn't too bad. Yeah? You know, I heard an interview with him on CBC Radio, and, and I've heard this saying before, where he said, but you know, man, the harder I work at things, the more luck I have. <laughs> agreed on that one friend um you know it's funny we were talking about funny things we've been reading lately and and um it's funny i, I was reading you that quote earlier about einstein and how like this is a good one so you know people listen up on this one everybody is a genius but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid <laughs> so Here's the thing. It's a matter of perspective. I can just imagine how many kids went through the regular school system um, and maybe had trouble with attention deficit disorder or, or any kind of learning disability and 
if we judge them based only on their academic ability in our traditional school system of how to fit in the in the the set we may be judging them by the wrong criteria to determine whether or not they'll be successful you know we often pigeonhole people because it's easier for us to segregate than to actually figure out that maybe there's maybe it's the fault of the system not necessarily the fault of the individual you know couldn't agree with you more and I, I i look at this perspective from it really are of all the people going to school how many of them are destined or should be in an academic pursuit right right i agree and that number can be anywhere from 20 to 40 percent but we'll we'll throw the dart right in between and say 30 percent are you know destined to, to be at university or something along that lines right now there's so many more things you know in in that other 70 percent and you know well, i'll just use one example and that could be something that's a trade right so it's, it's something where the body is more active than what you would do tickling computer keys to 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 generate you know whatever um academic work you might do right mm -hmm. so you know we're it, it seems to me that the, the school system is kind of designed to cater to those 30% and not to con not to consider the other 70. So you're saying should be on every counselor's wall and in every educator's principal's office. Yeah, I, I just want, I, I would have liked to have um, an education system that took into account other factors of the unseen and unmeasured because if you measure intelligence or you measure success only by the ability of somebody to regurgitate information, which is what universities and colleges do. I mean, they reward you for being able to digest information and pump it out in many different formats, you know? It, um, there's a certain amount of rote, to, uh, rote learning to what you, you do, right? Yeah, and, and there is a, applied learning. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. mean, I went through a lot of university studies too, right? I mean, good seven years of that. And I, I know that there's value in, in um, theoretical discussions and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I think that if we encompass intelligence and measure it by other means than just um, someone's ability to do well in school, but actually looking at the whole person and, uh, you know, what their interests are, what their passions are, maybe their daily motivations, that would be a, a better measure of, um, of uh, you know, a person's either... Um, motivation intelligence or other ways because like you know in Europe they have a different model they they don't expect the majority of people to go to university to uh, become a professor or do something academic they actually earlier on before when they're in the later teens they tried to divide them up and try to figure out what people really are have an aptitude for and so their economy is better because they streamline people to do functions that they're actually the society needs rather than just producing a lot of academics that can't find jobs afterwards right yeah, and you know, I think in Europe at about grade seven, you take a pretty specific, or after grade six, somewhere in that, you know, around 12 years of age, mm -hmm. you, you start getting put into a certain path. One yeah. is a trades path, another is an academic path, you know, and, and even another is just, you know, leading to a jobs path where, you know, you might be a factory worker or whatever, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, there, instead of, forcing that kid who can't sit still to be behind that desk at 12 years of age and giving him some tools and having him learn, um, you know, bricklaying or carpentry or something, mm -hmm. you know, you're probably going to find a happier kid. 
<laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's interesting to sort of look at the theme of what we talked about today. We talked about, you know, um, Super Soul Sunday, um, purpose, simplifying your life, and also about looking at, at measuring intelligence of, of people. And just, you know, before, like you were mentioning, before you um, judge another person, walk a mile in their shoes, and there was a song you were referring to. And um, I was thinking about that. It's so easy for us to prejudge um, others before we've really understood what they've what they've gone through. And I think part of the the purpose of why we do what we do with this podcast is sort of to look at perspectives, shake them up a bit, and just don't take everything verbatim. And also, don't take things that we're used to assuming is is a, a social norm um, to be something that carries over without questioning it a little bit. Yeah, and you know, I. I try to do this and I was successful today I was able to listen to our last podcast right mm-hmm. and you know we touched on the four agreements a little bit there right and I think that that whole judgment thing you're talking about is really congruent with the four agreements you know both be impeccable with your word well why not just your thoughts you know if you think something from a judgmental perspective how much different is that than saying it right yeah exactly and, and the other is make no assumptions so you know you might be sitting there judging somebody on a bunch of assumption. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's very easy to judge. It's hard hard to be judged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, so, yeah, you know, just kind of a little bit of full circle in, in the things we kick around, you know, that I, I think the four agreements carry some validity in, in that kind of thinking. And I agree. That's That would be my fifth agreement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Jim. I guess we've, brought, we've done a pretty good job on this, this run, I think. We've got at least like another good almost half an hour with the podcast here to share with the world. And um, like we said, we never turn down donations. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so if anybody out there, CBC otherwise, or any other major news outlet or otherwise, wants us to be the next Howard Stearns of the world, you know that he gets pretty good coin. I think he's one of the richest men in the world anyway, so we'll take a little of that. So if they need a, another um, tag team out there that can actually knock that out, we'd be happy to oblige there, Jim. You betcha. Right on. Well, we'll say bye to our listeners for now, and we'll catch up with them next month. Until then, I guess we'll just have to seize the day, hey, Jim? Yes. All right. Take care, buddy. Good night. You too. All right. See ya.